Hi, welcome to the I Am Lake Worth podcast. I'm your host, Carl Stoveland. Today's episode was actually recorded on July 13th at Hatch 1121 in Lake Worth. It was during the I Am Lake Worth exhibit. The interview was conducted with four local photographers, including myself. Our host and interviewer was Blanche Williams from Jazz on J Street. Sit back and enjoy. Here comes a great interview. Sam Lake Worth exhibition celebrates Carl Stoveland's inner lens that attracts and appreciates the humanity and energy of ordinary, extraordinary people and reflects a tapestry of lives woven together with love, art, and community. Today's roundtable will share the interview of these photographic storytellers that Carl has met and has been has really impressed him um, over his artistic journey here in Lake Worth. So in Carl's words, I'd like to describe and introduce you to the, to the photographers here. In Carl's words, <laughs> Tom Johnson is Lake Worth's documentarian. He is at every single event around the city and captures the event with a clean, fresh style. When I first asked Tom to be part of the group in this discussion, he declined, stating he was not a photographer. <laughs> but Tom is every bit the photographer all of us are. Archiving, whether it is sound or images, is incredibly important work, and Tom does it exceedingly well. Thank you, Carl. Very welcome. Adriano Figuarelli. Adriano is a West Palm Beach photographer that Carl met at Jazz on J Street. Woohoo, Jazz on J Street. <laughs> <laughs> he is a street photographer and captures fleeting moments with an exceptional eye in black and white at many city events. Adriano captures incredible moments better than just about any photographer I have ever met. Well, thank you. Well, blown away by your work, man. Sean Moss is another photographer you can find at just about any Lake Worth event. Sean works for the city, capturing events, as well as photographing the beautiful scenery around Lake Worth and lightning on the beach <laughs> extremely well. That is Sean Moss. He also does underwater life uh, photos as well. And our final photographic storyteller is Carl. He's a relative newcomer to Lake Worth, living here for just two years. After moving here and falling in love with the community spirit of this funky beachside town, he decided to capture the people who make Lake Worth special in the series he photographed and curated called I Am Lake Worth. Thank you, everybody. So these are our amazing storytellers, and I consider them the four uh, photo tellers, okay? Because they have been able to capture all of our lives. So I want to start with a couple questions. The first one, which is a, a great way to introduce a photographer, is, and I'm going to start over here with Tom, what camera are you using? I'm using this little point-and-shoot thing. <laughs> and people are amazed sometimes when they, 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 they where's your camera? And they think, I'm going to pull out one of these things. 
But that's all I do. Beautiful. So what's it's the name a, of that one? It's the Panasonic Lex Lumix. Awesome. So Panasonic Lumix. So that's Tom. That's Tom's. From Costco. From Costco. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Sean, what are you using? I'm using a Nikon D850. It's one of Nikon's latest versions. It's a full-frame camera. Um, it's, uh, it, it takes extraordinary pictures in low light and everything. So I love it, but this is it. This is my tool. All right. Thanks. Adriano? Well, he's an Nikon too. Uh, 7100. I have it for uh, three, four years, I don't remember. And that's good for me. As he said, have good response for night photographs. And good resolution, fast, you know, for shots, focus, and everything. So for me, it worked perfect, you know. That's important. It's got to work yeah. perfect for you, With right? With focus, at night especially. Yeah. At night? Yeah. You take a lot of night yeah, a lot of nights. A lot of nights. Okay, a lot of nights. All right. And Carl? Uh, I'm shooting a Canon 5D. I'm the lone Canon guy in the group. Can we see it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Canon 5D Mark II. A um, little bit older camera, but it served me well, and um, I shot a lot of the I Am Lake Worth project on it. I did also shoot some of the project on film, but everything I did digitally, I did with this camera. So technology has really come a long way to help you, or what do you think? You asking yes. which one oh. of us? <laughs> oh, and any of you can answer that. Okay. Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, I think digital in some ways sometimes makes me a lazy photographer because I can take so many pictures. Um, I really enjoyed when I go back to shooting film and I have 12 shots on a roll of my 120 camera. And if I'm going to carry that around for the day, I really got to think about what I'm doing. So mm. the technology is amazing. These guys all talked about the, the low light responsiveness and the quick focus, which I think all of us would say that if you're shooting something like Jazz on J, the light's not great, you know, and you need to be able to work fast and get the focus. And these new cameras, they do that, and they do it really well. Mm. Okay. So then, Tom, with yours, mm -hmm. are you able to... When you go into a room, because you do a lot of events, okay, what's your mindset when it comes to that? Do you just kind of like, look, I'm going to just shoot, shoot a lot of different people, or what goes into your thought process? It depends on the event, but I like shooting people, and I like shooting. I go to all the art openings. I try to give these uh, local artists a little, uh, you know, plug. Mm -hmm. In fact, I... Yeah, because I appreciate that. <laughs> a friend of mine, a friend of mine, she lives part time of the year in Germany and part time of the year here. She just got back from Germany like a week ago, and I saw her down at the cultural plaza. And she had a bag in her hand. She had just come from Artisans on the Avenue. She saw a picture that I had taken like a month earlier while she was in Germany of, of this ceramic piece, and she was like, "Oh, it was still there. I had to buy it." Oh, <laughs> So I, I, I like doing that. So I want to ask a question that's going to make you think back a little, little, little ways. Okay, so if you can tell me, if you can share the first photograph that you can remember seeing that really made you feel something like, oh, wow, something that 
impacted you that may have gotten you into photography or at least had your juices flowing? Um, when I was a kid, we moved into a house. And I'll never forget it. Um, I was probably in, I don't know, third grade. And I, we, me and my brother found our way into the attic. We made a little clubhouse up there. But there was boxes and boxes of National Geographic magazines. Mm. They were dating from, I would say, shoot, 1952 all the way up into the 60s. Wow. I remember seeing the old car ads, everything on there, but they were amazing. And, and I, always, I was always crazy about it. Anytime I went on a trip or anything, I, always paid it, I never could sleep while going on a trip. I always paid attention to the scenery. And that's one thing, that's why I think I found, you know, that's why I got into photography. I love capturing what I see. Mm. Can you remember one, Tom? I love him. I, I loved National Geographic when I was a kid as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's some great photography. I remember, but I remember. I, I, I got a camera from my father. And at that time, I have a girlfriend younger than me. And I, with a camera, I tried. I, I, I used to live in a little beautiful place, you know, in the beach. And I was frustrated to take picture of the landscape. For me, it was so-so, you know. And the girl, she doesn't care about taking picture of her mm -hmm. in any way, any time, you know. So that's when I, when I learned to take picture without pose, you know. So, ah. so I started to develop that, taking picture on other people, you know, by the club when I was young by the club, by the streets, so that's, this was in the 70s, middle 70s, you know. Black and white because the paper, you know, developed at home. Mm -hmm. So I still have this style, you know, that I love to take picture of people. You know. Now I'm, I'm a little different, I take picture of people and I make a... Uh, you think more about their surroundings. Yeah, the surround, yeah. So you well for me it's really important yeah. now. Yeah, they're, they're placed within the frame you are really, really good yeah. at. And I always admire your catching that exact moment that's really, really special. Pay <laughs> yeah. attention. It's different. I, I love this four people here because completely different style. And I admire all of them. You know. That's for sure. I, I admire all the city. Because he does something that I, I don't have a patient to do. I don't stay there <laughs> waiting for a, oh, for no. a lightning. <laughs> so when I said, wow. I go sit for hours and that happens sometimes. <laughs> I trekked into, the, I trekked into the, the Everglades one time with Sean. And uh, we spent the night out there shooting astral photography. And there were mosquitoes as big as bugs, or as big as birds. and. I remember thinking to myself, this guy is dedicated. <laughs> then I realized I was his mosquito bait. He brought me just so that he could get away from the mosquitoes. Just waiting. You all got remarkable shots down there, too. It's a different style. Great job. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Because it's completely different. I think if you put a, anybody you put a camera in their hands, they are going to see it differently. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell the story differently. And it really comes over time of shooting lots and lots and lots of things that you become, you know, yes, you, you distill down what you're trying to do to this 
elemental thing. And I, I know for me, I'm shooting much simpler year after year after year. My style is leaning more towards Tom's than anybody's. I'm, and I like you know documentary like yours, where I'm not thinking about equipment. Sean is newer into photography, and he's just getting this love of lighting that I had <laughs> five years ago, where it's big soft boxes and reflectors and working with all the toys and. You know, I love doing that too. Now I'm kind of finding a, a simpler place with it, which is what happened in I Am Lake Worth. These were all available light and mm. very natural mm -hmm. photographs. And you started doing this when? What year? The project? Yeah. Uh, a year and a half ago. So really just after we moved here. So what is your? what was the photograph that you? Okay. Um, that you can remember that... So the same question as these guys. Mm -hmm. um, my dad worked in photo labs his entire life, and the lab that he worked at was the was part of Time Life until they spun part of Time Magazine until they spun it off in the fifties. Mm -hmm. um, and my dad had security clearance, so the first picture I remember him doing in the dark room and sharing with me and having it come off the processor was Neil Armstrong stepping down off of. Oh onto the moon um, and I would sit in my dad's dark room on a little stool in the corner and watch him and I, I almost came to it from the dark room side but I was amazed at what you could do and then I wanted to learn how to do it. Wow. So that feeling that you have when you see a photo that you love, do you still get that now? When a, when a winner comes up on the screen or is starting to roll off the printer, it's like no other feeling. <laughs> yeah. And do you all have that when you're like, that's the shot, that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially when you get it printed. <laughs> you ah. see it on print. Okay, yeah. So just like the one, that lightning shot that you almost got killed trying to get. Since <laughs> 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 you're out there. Um, have you guys seen his lightning yeah. shots? Yeah. He, was, he was explaining, you know, what he, uh, what you went through to get that shot. Why don't you tell them about that with your... <laughs> oh, on the 4th of second, July? That, yeah, the 4th yeah, of yeah, July that was kinda, shot. That was a little scary. It was a little too close. <laughs> it was hitting all around. I was on the other side of the um, intercoastal, and uh, right there, there was no cover, nowhere. I was standing underneath a palm tree, and um, they wasn't doing no good. And I had my hat over my camera, and the bill of my hat, the water was just running over. That was the only thing keeping my camera dry. I was getting drenched. And then a lightning guy, I got the couple shots, then they quit, and I go, I better run for cover. And I ran over to the beach under that um, lower um, picnic area, and there was a lot of people under there. I mean, people were scattering everywhere, getting to their cars and stuff, and the kids were under there crying. The lightning was hitting so close. It was pretty, yeah, that was a little dangerous. I usually don't do that. Usually when I photograph the lightning, and a lot of people think, like when they see it over the pier, that it's real close. A lot of that stuff's 30 miles away. It's way out there. It's, it's not, some of it's even almost to the bomb. It's, sometimes it gets a little close. Though. Carl's I, I, been with me when it got a little close. I, I think if you keep talking, Wendy's not going to let me come out and play with you. <laughs> yeah, Wendy's back there going, I don't know. I don't know. Now, you guys have, have been working sort of together but at different places and different times. Has there ever been an event where all of you have been there and then you've seen photographs from that event and how different they were? Well, we too mm -hmm. in the jazz, right. 
every month we do yeah, the jazz. Right. And That's a good example. The two of us basically go home and start editing the minute we get home because we're trading pictures almost immediately and posting <laughs> them online. Um, I'm trying to think. I think maybe Fourth of July, not this year. Well, this year, I think we were all there for. Were you at our Fourth of July? No, no, I will. I stay at home. Okay. I wandered around with my four by five film camera, so I took eight pictures all I day. I saw. I saw that picture. <laughs> and he was out there this Fourth of July. What about the street painting? Were you all there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've all covered that. That's, That's probably plate, a good right? example. It's a, it's a kind of plate. It's a big. Oh, the four by five. Yeah. yeah, it's four by five inch sheet film. But yeah, street painting is one that we've all covered at the same time, and I, I absolutely, and I'm sure these guys will tell you the same thing. Enjoy. There's no, there's no competition between us. It's all camaraderie. We, you know, when one of us gets the shot, it's like, damn, I like that one. <laughs> so are there events like that that you just can't wait to see? Let me see what they capture. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I love the street uh, painting thing. You, there's yeah. lots of photo opportunities with that. And I see these, these guys get great stuff. Everybody does. I love the one he's got in front of the playhouse. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that's that? probably yeah. my favorite all-time street yeah. painting photo. Which one is that? Oh, the playhouse. That's, the one that's in front of the playhouse in the background. So that yeah, they know. The Tell them which one you're talking about. You know, oh, you know. <laughs> They're like, we know. Okay, so share that, because in the podcast, you may, not, you may not be able to know what that is. So tell well, us which it, one it, it is. It absolutely follows what they all said about the camaraderie, and there's no such thing as competition, because it, everybody in, in Lake Worth knows these guys. We all know their work. They are unbelievably magnanimous yeah. in allowing people to share and use and... Um, you know, they, they're just, they're an important part of the fabric of this community. Yeah, they are. They are. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> So, so the, the picture that you're talking about that is in front, which one is that? Is that the one that, um, there's no face and you just see the ballerina? Is that the one? What's the photo that you guys are talking about? It's a photo he took. It's a lot of people and the, um, you know more about it. It's than got I quite a bit of depth. It's, it's black and white. Okay. Um, the you setup is the theaters theater? in the background. Okay. Yeah, in front of the And yeah. you've got the, the artist working on the piece and over people's shoulders, basically, I think, right? Okay. I mean, it's a little bit in the foreground. Oh, you're talking about the, the one, the, the playhouse? Yeah, yeah. Yep. But that's yeah, color, that. right? Is it color? Yeah, it's color. I think I've seen it as black and white. I think I have. Yeah, it's color. It's yeah, color. it is. I've seen both. Yeah, that, that's my bestseller. That's best that wasn't this. That wasn't this year. That was last year. Right. The year that before. I think it was three years. Yeah, I think three it was years. I think, oh, okay. I think it was about three years. I remember. Three years I remember when you put it up. That that picture. You know, we have to have lucky. You know, you know how it is. Uh, but you have to have eyes. I think it's something subconscious. You, know, you look at the thing, shoot. But you like that that shoot I took like three three pictures. I was just walking, tick, tick, tick. And then you got home, I, I look at all the pictures. Mm -hmm. Days after I look at that one and say, Oh look, I can do something with this. But I treat there is half of the picture is developing, you know, in the computer. You know, with the 
HDR mm -hmm. everything, some treatment. Some people say, oh, looks like a drawing. Yeah, looks like a drawing because I treat. It's not a, only a photograph. I do this a lot, you know, I, I develop a lot. So I take a picture, then the other part is developed. Mm. Sometimes I discover a, a good picture months later, you know, mm. because, you know, you see, I can do something with that. You know. I never throw out the, the raw photos from the session because you're right, six months, a year later, I'll go through that folder and I'll find one that I didn't star and I didn't mark as being one I wanted to work on. And then I'm like, why didn't I want to use this one? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I find these gems. Exactly. And Adriano is absolutely right. The, the work that we, that the people see that we do all has some treatment to it after the fact. Mm -hmm. um, it's just <coughs> the nature of photography today. It's very hard to work without using Photoshop um, to really complete the picture. It's, it's just like sending it to the lab and having burning and dodging done, but you can do it drinking a cup of coffee sitting in front of your computer. Right, right. Yeah. When I start with digital, I, st I thought, oh, I'm, I'm cheating, you know, I'm cheating. I take a picture, then I'm, I work on it. Then I went to the library, got all the books from Ansel Adams and everybody. He did that too, you know, oh, absolutely. with the hands, with the hand. He, he didn't have a computer. So he never <coughs> put in the hands for the light to make it darker here, lighter there, you know. That is, he invented that. Mm. You know, actually he has a book with numbers too, so you can control that, you know. I do the same in a computer, you know. So I know she just following something that is instinct to correct the light, you know. Sometimes you need to do that, you know, to express what you want. Not to show the picture, but to express what you want to express. The mood, yeah. You know, the mood, uh, the meaning, the meaning, you know. And so you guys feel that, right? In yeah, the I see. You photograph, feel there is photograph, just documents. Just print, huh? and that photograph to express something. Mm -hmm. huh? That's what I try to do. Uh, that's it. Well, it's working. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's working. It's absolutely working. It's working. So you guys yeah. have no, tr no formal training. Formal I was an training? art major in college. A little, a little. Yeah, I study arch architecture, arts, so I have photograph classes. You know. Uh, but 50 years ago, I don't know, 40 years ago. Okay. You know, and study, you know, find books, like I said. Oh, it never recently, stops. Recently, yeah, never the stops. learning never stops. But I don't fall, you know, I don't have the, the guy that, ooh, you know, that photo. I don't have memory for this, too, you know. Oh, that photographer, I may know, but I don't remember the name, you know. Right. Uh, but I look, look, you know. Mm. Uh, what about you, Sean? Only about, I've been in photography. I really got into it about 2004, and um, you know, luckily we had internet and everything then. So you know, when I wanted to learn how to shoot astro, I just Googled how to shoot the stars, and it explained, you know, yeah. and that's what Google and uh, um, YouTube. That's how I basically learned everything, just doing that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Because I fell in love, my actually in 2005, my brother bought, uh, gave me a camera, 
we went we went on a fishing trip up in Canada. It was beautiful up there, and um, and that's when I got into photography. I just went crazy with it after that. Been doing it ever since. When but the bug bites, it, it bites hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah. And it got addictive instantly. What about you, Tom? No formal training. Do you have a, because um, it seems like you're, and I was saying this earlier, how he's kind of like the unofficial mayor. He's so community connected. <laughs> and whenever he goes to an event that I've been at, I mean, he just has a way of engaging people. And then the next thing you know, you see all these photos, and it's like, it's, it's a beautiful experience. It's, it shows how community-oriented um, that this community is as well as you. I get out a lot. <laughs> you get out a lot. Well, I, I love what he does. Yeah. First, he informed. Right? Tom, Tom does So we know everything that is happening. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. A lot of people tell me that. And he really shows. You know. A lot of people tell me, oh, I missed that. I'm glad you took pictures. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's very true. Um, I have not or, been to an event where I don't see Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say everyone. And you enjoy it to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's right. more important. And Tom doesn't give himself enough credit, but you hit on it. He, he has something that makes the people he's taking the pictures of comfortable. They're his friends. He knows mm -hmm. them from the city. And you can see that. In the, in, the, in the pictures that comes that jumps right <laughs> off the the print yeah yeah because i remember when we came in here to this um to the uh, exhibit first person i saw was was you tom and he gets this picture and i was like i remember exactly what i was saying to him <laughs> you know and he grabbed it and it was just it was perfect and so that's the great thing about um well i gotta tell carl uh my photos from the opening here Got as much reaction as the parades or the uh, or, or the uh, street festival. I mean, people we, went crazy over that. So you're, you're loved in Lake Worth, Carl. Quite a crowd. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, you are. You it are. Was, uh, you are. Yeah. This this community really greeted this project and and just jumped at the chance to be part of it. And really, everyone has been so so kind and supportive of it from getting sponsors, the space here that we have the, the show in, and we've been able to do the recordings in, and Common Grounds, and Matthew's Brewery supporting the opening. So, you know, I, I really can't say enough about how thankful I am to the community for how much they embraced what I was doing, which was really started out as a way for me to meet my neighbors. Hmm. That's a good reason. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked, it did. It has a lot more to do with Lake Worth than it does with me because I think when people come here or they visit here, they either get it and they, they understand what Lake mm -hmm. Worth is mm -hmm. and why it's so special or they don't. Yeah. But uh, we came here and it was happenstance, you know, Wendy got a job in Palm Beach and we just happened to, I'm going to make Mary blush because we actually were 
had a day, spent a day looking at houses, and uh, we saw on the web the little free libraries and wanted to see those, and I reached out to Mary. We ended up only seeing four houses out of the entire thing, and we only went to Lake Worth. We cut out all the other towns and put an offer on the third house we looked at because we knew we wanted to be here. A little free library that wants to be painted. <laughs> free library that wants to be painted. Aww. Well, I first met uh, Carl at Jazz on J Street. He just walked in. I mean, just, just, just walked in. And now he's family. I mean, it's like, and he helped as well as Adriano. Same thing. I met them at Jazz on J Street. I didn't know them. And so just slowly but surely, just like all these photos of people, getting to know each person one at a time, you know, is what he's done. And his There's work is just extraordinary. Really liberating about being new in town. You know, you kind of shed your old skin and you just kind you of come in. You can be who you want to be. That's it. And Lakewood <laughs> loves people being who they want to be. <laughs> and who they are. Yeah, and who they are. When I first met Carl, was it a... I don't know the name of the place. They have a they have a Sunday breakfast, all you can eat. Oh, the Scottish Rite. Oh, it's a, oh, Scottish Rite. What's that? Yeah. Remember. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it was another occasion, and he said to me, it was two years ago. Yeah, right after I got here. He said, I have a project. I want to do that. Oh. <laughs> and it happened. It's, it's, it happened. It <laughs> happened. It's great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Really great. Yeah, I remember you talking about it as well. And um, he also was a part of an exhibit that uh, was with Jazz on J Street. And he was in our movie as well as uh, Adriano. So, you know, they've just, they, they've become part of the fabric, just like all of you. I mean, and some of you are in these pictures, you know. Um, and so that, that's Actually, what... Actually, quite a few of the people in the exactly, audience. Exactly, I'm going to Exactly, you want to see yourself, right? Does anybody have any questions for them about the process? Yes. The only thing I noticed in hearing them oh, all talk, and right from the beginning, they were all talking about how they love to take pictures, except for Tom. He said he likes to shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> how did I know Brian was going to do that? <laughs> he should have known, right? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yes. Um, you know, uh, you always... You often hear the words, you judge a book by its cover. Mm. Well, if you were to write a book about Lake Worth, your pictures become the content of the book of Lake Worth. Mm. It describes a story that people can see words with those images you create. Some people can't make it to the parade. Some people can't make it to the art exhibit. Mm. But by displaying them online, who knows who is reading the book of Lake that's very mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it keeps us all connected, you know. Um, we love what we do with the cameras, and you couldn't stop us from doing it because mm -hmm. it means we don't have to be in front of the camera. So that's why we started doing it. I'm sure you, all four of us would say that. Um, but it's turned into something bigger, you know. Um, this, there's this um, connectedness that we all have with the events, obviously, but then also you know, the sharing that goes on at the speed of light afterwards and over the days afterwards and remembering all the events. It really, I think it brings us all together. 
taken was film and some were digital. Yeah. Where, can, you, can you point to a film one? Or? That one is film. So um, Sunny Delaney and her kids. That's a black and white shot that was filmed. That was Pride Week. Um, very early in the project, I was at Social House and they came in. Um, yeah, um, Ben. Ben is on film. Um, that one was taken with a 120 camera, with a medium format film camera. And they're, they're probably, I think they made it into the show. Um, Omari's is on film. Um, now that I'm looking at that, there are probably six or seven pieces out of the 36 that are actually on film. It was really, um, my initial goal was to shoot the entire project on film. And with the lag time, if I wasn't going to develop it at home, and there are fewer labs than there used to be, I was facing a two to two and a half week turnaround every time I took a picture. I can't sit still that long. I, um, so did the digital workflow kept being, kept coming to the part because I would, shoot it, and I ended up bringing both cameras, the film and the digital, and at some point I said, all right, I'm going to do the film for my landscape work, and when I go into the Everglades, but this project just called to be done on film. For um, a layperson, uh, aside from the turnaround speed or the turnaround time, what would I guess you consider um, some of the advantages and disadvantages going with film versus digital, especially when shooting Okay, um, for, for me, it's the, um, I have to force, film requires you to think about your settings, and it forces me to work slower. Um, there's this meme out there that I'm sure everyone has seen where it's like, you know, 1950 and it had a roll of film with one good picture on it and then it shows digital where you've taken 400 pictures and there's one good picture on it. Mm. That's really true. The immediacy of the digital makes it very easy to mm -hmm. capture great things but also for me um, sometimes forget to check my settings a little bit more than I should um, and then I have to work harder in the retouching side. Um, film and especially now that I'm doing four by five big four by five inch film in um, the nature, in my landscape stuff, it literally forces me to stop. I'm only taking three or four pictures for an entire day. And mm. you really want to get the picture, you know? You, you can't waste it. So at four bucks a sheet to process it and two weeks to get it back, you really, really want to get it right. <laughs> Which makes all of my photography better. Um, because I keep working in that mindset even when I switch back to digital. Or I can't hear. Painters. Painting. Do you paint? Oh, I used to paint when I was in college. Yeah. Draw mostly. I used to draw. I used and to paint I acrylics, regret. but I don't have the time anymore. Yeah. I used to draw myself when I was yeah. younger. And then I, yeah. yeah. But I have a formation. Uh, I studied a lot of art paintings. A lot. Maybe influence my photograph, yeah. Mm. Especially composition, yeah. Well, like, uh, how to use the field. Yeah. 
Well, and uh, to add what, to what Adriano just said is that the same rules of composition that you use in painting are the exact same rules used in photography right. so, and in drawing. So it goes hand in hand. Um, and I, I had said I was an art major in college, so I had that background, and that, that helped. I don't really think about the rules of composition. That yeah. really just, I've done it so much that I know to place my person off center a little bit and not put them smack in the middle and, mm. you know, all the things that you, you learn to do. And you, you learn what feels right, and then eventually it, you just absorb all of it. Yeah. I heard sometimes, I heard already, you know, sometimes, some people say, Oh, your photograph is too busy, you know, it's too busy. It's got a lot of things, you know, you discover a corner here, a little thing there. But for me, it's the fun thing, you know, because it's not just the subject, you know, not just the subject. The rest is important, it's part. Well, it is. You, that brings energy to your work, yeah. that if the same shot was static, and, and um, I don't want to hog the conversation, but I, I just... I had this conversation at the art opening. Um, uh, in 2010, Wendy and I were in Italy, and I have 3,000 pictures in three cities that have no people in them. They're all architecture, they're all statically beautiful, they're fun, but at some point, and it was probably because Wendy kept whispering, take pictures of people. Um, <laughs> but I... <laughs> and, you know, that, that led to an almost 180-degree turn in what I work on. Mm. You made a transition that, for me, was just, like, phenomenal, um, which was your digital painting here. Mm, thank you. Um, you went from taking these incredible photos for the last two and a half years, and then one day you said, you know what? We were, we were doing the exhibit, and he wanted to do something different. And all of these here, those are digital paintings where, share with them the process. So, I mean, what had happened was I saw online the trailer for the movie Loving Vincent, about Vincent Van Gogh. If you haven't seen it, please see it. Um, that movie was made by each frame being hand-painted oil paintings that were then each photographed frame by frame by frame to make the painting or the movie. Um, and in looking at that, I was so inspired that I was like, I can take my photography and do that. I know how to do that. I know how to, you know, start to make that happen. I started to take one piece at a time. And I don't remember which one I started with, to be honest with you. It may have been Ben Sparrow on the sax. It may have been one of the first ones. Um, but the process really works where I start, I take my photograph, I find the ones I like, and I edit them just like I'm going to use them for my photography. And then Photoshop allows me to make what's called a blank layer on top of the photo. So it's just like, like a clear piece of glass. So I'm essentially doing the same thing that they are in that movie. I paint on, I pick the colors out of the photograph and paint on top of it. And I keep doing that in multiple layers until basically the photo disappears, I can actually take the layer of the photo away and you wouldn't know because it's not visible to you anymore. So it's just another way to express the same things and I get to be a little bit more expressive. And I think that part of it is because I'm a watercolorist and, and uh, an acrylic painter, you know, I like fast. So sometimes this is a way to get me there without making the house messy and spending five days on a painting. You know, sometimes these things take me almost as long as a painting, but 
I know how to do it mentally quicker than sometimes I get bogged down in paintings. Just phenomenal. If you guys haven't like really looked at them, they're incredible. Incredible. So for each of you, um, the things that you're used to doing all the time, is there something that you want to try that you haven't tried already that, that has to do with your, your, with your photography? Whether that's a technique, whether it's a technique, is there another technique you'd like to try, or a subject matter that you haven't tried that you'd like to? Sometimes, sometimes, but... Not really. Not okay. Really. Okay. So you like where you are. <laughs> no. That's good. Okay. Uh, no, I think it's a, it's a process. You know, you slowly you changing your technique. You know, mm. sometimes you see something and you say, "Oh, I'm gonna use that." Never work for me, at least. Never work. So I, pre I prefer slowly discovering. Like I have a, a big problem. I have a super big problem. Two big problems. I shoot a lot at night. We, all of us have this problem. Mm -hmm. Like the, the photos I take here the other day was yellow. Everything was yellow mm. uh, because of the light. So the white balance is a problem, a big problem. To make it white, the white white. You know? So sometimes I try even a new software. You know, I take the demos to try which one is the better, mm. the best. I can't find yet the best one for the white. The other thing is the noise, because I shoot a lot at night. So the, the camera is on the limit for the light. You know, I don't use flash. And it's, so there is noise. Uh, noise. Uh, There's a big difference between yours, which is a few years old, versus Sean's with the noise levels. It's really quite yeah, astounding yeah, what they've done in the last couple frame, of years. So, okay, so when full you frame, say noise, oh, what does light. that mean? It's like rain in film <laughs> terms. Noise is yeah. rainy. Yeah, rainy. Noise. Change the, like change the color. Okay. You know, change the color. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, so I I use the noise as part of the artistic language. You know, because it's there, so I can use it. Right. A lot of pictures. My picture has a lot of noise mm -hmm. because I live it. And know. I love it. It's beautiful. The colors, I use a lot of black and white because of the colors. The color change completely, you know. Mm -hmm. Because when I, like Lakewood at night, the, this Lakewood Avenue is really dark and completely yellow, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, all the lights. The up. lights are giving <laughs> off, There's actually. no way to take a picture. And you have white from the store and blue from the other store, you know. So sometimes this is great, but, you know. How many times have you heard, I really love that you did that shot at Jazz on Jay or on the Avenue in black and white. It's like, really, it was the only choice you had. Yeah, only choice. Yeah, because <laughs> the color we might have, color we might have three or four different color white, lights. No color. <laughs> you know. Black and white makes it easier. But and, I, and I, like, I like black and white anyway, you know, because I'm born in black and white, and I'm still in black and white. Because I, <laughs> I think the, la okay. the language is different, you know. There's a saying, yeah. if all else fails, yeah. go black and white. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a when I see <laughs> this picture at night with the, the lighting, you know, one thing I know is, is the color is perfect. You know. But he used a tripod something. You know. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's completely different. You know, I'm shooting long exposures yeah, exactly, too. Exactly. So you you have a chance chance to get the light. For me, you know, I walk in the street. I have one second, you know, Ooh. one millisecond to take that shot at that condition. It it's a whole different mindset yeah, working yeah, that way. You know, at that condition, the light is that way. The way it is, you know, it's different. It's different. It's a challenge. Yeah. Sometimes works, sometimes not. So, going back, sometimes I use some different softwares to try to solve the, this kind of problem. Okay. I use a, a, actually a lot of software together. You know, I don't use one software. I use three or four so together. The, the software to make that one you're picture. Of. To okay. make one picture. I don't use. I don't, first, I don't use Photoshop. <laughs> I use different ones. But because every one of them makes something, you know, correct something. You know. So the software is almost like a brush for an artist, no, or no, a, no brush, no or brush. a color. No, I don't change the photographing per se. You know. I just change contrast, noise, light. Okay. You know. But I never. Yeah, he touch. does a lot less manipulation I never, than never I do. Never touched. Uh, which unless, means there he, is, unless there is a pixel light, you know. You know which means he gets it better in camera than I do. <laughs> you get it better in camera than I do because you have less work to do. Not better camera. It's all the same. No, no. I mean, you get the picture better in camera. You you see the shot better. I don't know if it's better. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's pretty darn good. Man. When I look yeah. at your, when I look <laughs> at your picture from just because we we were there together, you know. It's different. Yeah, you can tell which it's ones are mine yeah, and which ones are yours. It's different. Yeah. I, I, I love yours, you know. It's different. It says different things. You know? mm -hmm. It's every time we have the jazz on Jay, it's a love fest. I'm telling you, 11 o'clock <laughs> at night, I'm like, Adriano, I love this one. That's awesome. I, know, and I get right? back the same message from him. It's <laughs> kind of fun. When you took the, ja the guy with the sax, you know. That sax shot was pretty you, okay. You that me, looked right? like one you of yours. Me, you sent me. You sent me that picture. And then I look at my picture, I have one close, and I try to, to study what can I do with that. I love and, yours. And you did something different with uh, last month, because he was like, how many times can I shoot, you know, the, the musicians playing? And so he decided to just focus on people. So he's got this shot of me. I don't know what I, what story I was telling, but the, the, I am laughing so hard, and I do that a lot. But for him to have caught that is just like it was just mind blowing. That was a good moment. Beautiful it was. Teacher. I yeah, was having yeah. so much fun, and he captured it, and it's just like you know. Yeah. And that's the thing. He his intention was to do something different, and to and and. And you did it. You, you, got you know, you caught. Well, you, you guys those. don't see the raw pictures because I go home with four hundred or five hundred of them, and you oh know, there's there's God. some clunkers in the bunch, you know. But <laughs> but then you get some really really good ones. And in situations where you're shooting an event like that, you know, tight quarters and the lighting is a couple different colors, and you're working on all kinds mm. of things, it's really about shooting fast and getting a lot of trying to catch those fleeting moments. Mm -hmm. And then, then you go back and you weed through and you find the hidden gems within the pile of uh, dog poop. Wow. <laughs> so, like, so Tom, when you're going to an event, how many of those shots do you not use? Do you? Oh, at least half. Okay, at least half of them. But then you, they're up so quick. All of y'all, the stuff is just like, pup. You, you give them something and then you add to it, um, I guess. But 
So half of it, you just. Yeah, I, I, I look at them out. <laughs> Real quick. The next okay. one I'll work on a little and but save he, it. And he should write at first. That's it. <laughs> right. That cover is great because it should is there. Perfect. We don't need to touch. Uh, I touch them up. That's that, that's right. Wow, that's <laughs> Mine, cool. I have to develop, you know, because first is raw, right? So I can't upload raw. Uh, yeah. And he can. And so the thing with raw, the, when you shoot raw, it basically it, it, when you take it off the camera and put it on the computer, it's just a real. There's not a lot of color or anything in it. It's there. It, you're getting the most out of your camera. But you got to put in the colors and do everything yourself. That's the whole. Idea. That's how you're getting your, whatever your camera megapixel is or whatever. That's how you get the most out of it. Is that? And that's absolutely much? true. And the other part of that is that think about the raw file as opposed to shooting JPEG as the, a digital negative. All the information is there, just like on a negative. And if you think about putting it in an enlarger, you can make all those changes. Nothing actually happens mm -hmm. to the negative, but you've got a different looking print. The way the raw file is created, all the changes you make, is kept in a different part of the file, so it's non-destructive. Um, so that means you can make those changes and you can get, it keeps all of the information. Where JPEG can be fast to work with, it also throws out everything it doesn't need, so if you want to make changes later, it can start to degrade the photo. Um, so it takes longer to learn how to work with raw, but in the end, um, depending on what you're shooting, and certainly if you're shooting landscape and you're shooting big portraits, it's, it's worth the, the time investment. Now, for Tom, you probably shoot JPEG, right? Mm -hmm. And I would. For, for that kind of event, I would find the white balance and I would just sure. JPEG yeah. my way through it, yeah. You were about to say something. Oh, guys asking something. Oh. Yes. So, like, all of you guys have been taking pictures for a really long time, and um, all of you guys have been, um, you know, like Carl, you said, you know, the learning never stops, right? So, like, all of you guys have been trying to learn how to take a better picture throughout the entire time that you guys have been doing this. So, I guess, you know, my question to you is, what would the younger you or the novice you, if they were to look at your work today, right, what would they say to you and say, ooh, I like the way I did this, or, you know, ooh, you know, I've really improved at this? I can't hear it. Yeah, Omari, can you come forward? Adriano couldn't hear you. So let, let's repeat yeah, your question. Yeah, I have, I have yeah. come, no, you gotta come, come all the way up. He can't hear. He can't. Come. One more. One more. You can't come all the way to the front? Okay. So We're not videoing this. It's fine. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't help it. Um, so all of you guys have been taking pictures for a long time. And, um, you know, Carl said the learning never stops. You know, what you guys have is a craft, and that's something that, that typically improves over time. So my question for all of you, I guess, would be, what would the younger you, the novice you as a photographer, right, if they were to walk into this room and look at your work, if they were to look at any of the work that you've done, what would they say that, wow, I really like the way I improved at this, or I really like the way that I did this, wow, this represents a, a huge improvement, I can't wait until I can do that. You know, what would they, what would they say about well, some people hate it. <laughs> some, people, some people hate. But you're you know, younger you. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. But you. My, my photographs, some people like, uh, I don't like that, you know. No, but the, you know, the younger version of you. Oh, you know, they would mine. Be, they would be, right, exactly. Me, me, myself. Yes, sir. 
answer you. Okay, so I you're going to make me answer. Okay. Um, so the the premise of the question is, um, you know, what would the younger you starting out be excited by, or say you got this right in looking at your pictures today? Now I'm going to answer it a little differently. I'm going to flip it backwards and say I'm talking to the younger me, and I would say make a million mistakes. That whole Thomas Edison thing where I didn't fail at making a light bulb 10,000 times. I learned 10,000 ways how not to make the light bulb. This is something that is iterative. Every time you take a picture and you look at it, you see something, you learn something, you get better. You just have to keep doing it. And that's what I would tell anybody starting out, whether it was the younger me or anybody who's shooting now. And it can be on an iPhone. It can be on a camera. Whatever it is, is keep doing it, keep looking at it, keep figuring out what you like about it and what you don't like about it, and carry that with you to the next time you're doing it. Mm. What would the younger me say? Or I'm a little. Well, you know, like I can imagine like a young LeBron James being really amazed at some things that he might do in a ball game at age 33 or 34 that he couldn't do at age 18, right? And so, you know, I could, I could, you know, think the same for a young writer looking at him, you know, his work, you know, when he was 50, you know, 20, 30 years later. So, like, you know, as you, as someone who's been taking a picture for a long time, if, if, if your, uh, you know, younger self looked at the work you did, they'd be excited and amazed and say, wow, I didn't know I'd be this good at this aspect of, you know, wow, mm -hmm. I didn't know I could take this shot. Well, what, what's something that you would say uh, or, you know, that you think your younger self would be uh, amazed at your ability? Well, one thing, I, I wish I would have, I always think, why didn't I start doing this when I was in high school? <laughs> I wish I would have found this then. It was a lot different back then. But um, but if you go back and look, you can go back on my, and look at where I started back in 2005. And even, even when I go look at, like, Carl's pictures, I'll go back and look at all his waterfalls and a lot of his landscapes from when he was up in New York. They're amazing. I did have a thing and, for waterfalls. Yeah, you had a whole bunch of them. He still does. You can go look at and but you can see every photographer I look at, you can see where they where they started out and where they are now. And you see some of them how they just grow, you know, how they get really, really good at it. When you, if you love doing it, you're gonna probably get pretty good at it mm -hmm. after a while if you keep doing it. I would add just don't like, rush the process. You yeah. know. Allow yourself to to make the mistakes and keep doing it when you want to try a different topic jump in and do it and be okay with you know it used to be burning through rolls of film but you know just be okay with taking 10,000 bad pictures to get to where you want to be and I know from the retouching side and the editing side that took longer and longer to learn than the photography because the photography in digital is the tools the the f-stops the shutter speed the ISO none of that has changed the tool itself has gotten better, but everything we knew about taking pictures when we were taking black and white film in high school is fundamentally the same. It's a little bit easier now because you have more information at your fingertips, but everything that applied to how you did it then and what made a good picture then still applies. Um, I think I got off topic, but... I have the same area. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I will say... Uh, my process, I start in the 70s, I shoot a lot of photographs in the 70s, then I stop 
I start working <laughs> computers, I stop completely. And I did different things, uh, music, I wrote. And uh, because it was too expensive for me to continue with the photograph at that time. I was a student and everything. And then I started again with the digital. As Carl said, it's the same thing. That was surprised me. You know, when I got the first little camera, I was frustrated. You know, then I got a DSL. Or I like it. But what really changed in my photograph is the way I see mm. the subject. Yeah. You know, when I started, I, I said about a girlfriend. I knew that is that is good, but I don't know why. At that time, I didn't know why. No, you know, faces in the street. Right. I shoot at the street. Mm -hmm. I, I did. I, I was too young, you know. So I like it. It was in, in, intuitive. It was good already, but it was intuitive. Now I know what I'm doing. I try to know it, at least. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really know, but I try to understand what I'm doing. And some photographs, I really work on it. I, I spend weeks working on one photograph. Mm. You know, change raw, you can start all over, you know, because it's the negative. You start over again. Forget everything, start all over again. Make mm. color, make black and white. So this changed a lot since I, be, I start. You know, now maybe I'm. I'm too rigid <laughs> these last months, you know, looking for a super good photograph. That's 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 wrong. That's not good. Stop taking pictures because you start thinking, thinking, thinking. Don't think too much. Take a picture. It's intuitive, you know. And make sure that you just take it. Don't think what he does, what I do, or he does. Don't do the same. Do whatever you want. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's very know. important. Don't copy anybody. You know. I would say as you're learning the technical skills, just like painting, it's okay to you know, admire somebody's work and try to make something that looks like that to get you to that level, but then absorb it and make it yours. And I, I want to add that there's there's two sides to shooting. There's the technical side and the eye. And you can learn the technical side. The eye really is something that you have to, comes over a lot, a lot of time. But you have to tame the technical thing so that when you're right there in that moment, you get what you want. Now, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, we had the same event here, but I was interviewing instead of Blanche. And it was with uh, Jerris Quick, the poet Evans. Um, because I had met him at Common Grounds. And we had a couple of minutes. I think the whole thing took like three minutes. We went outside here. We've got that beautiful courtyard with this beautiful colored wall. Um, and it's covered. So it's nice open shade. And I got this shot with the background completely blurred out and nice and soft. And he's giving me this Fort Lauderdale sign, which is soft and blurred out, and his face is framed right in it. It took having the, the eye for the moment, mm. but also the technical chops to know, I want about this much to be in focus. Everything in front of it and behind it, 
I want to go soft. So you have to learn how to tame one to be able to get, the, you have the vision. You have to have both of those other pieces to put forward the vision. You are for, you, you shot, you take picture. I, I don't. No, uh, you uh, like it. Uh, no, I, 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 I uh, so I, uh, in private, write things that I, I will never, ever show anybody. But um, what, I, what I enjoy, um, I, I guess, hearing from artists, whether it's you, know, you guys as photographers or, or um, other writers or um, architects um, who I, I never met before coming to this town, but you seem to be a very uh, you know, rich in architects, um, is, is, I guess, the process of them going from point A to point B. Um, you know, from the beginning of, you know, the time where they decide, you know, they want to do something to the time, you know, where they're, um, you know, more mature in their craft. And that, that process is always um, very interesting um, to me. And it's always interesting to, to see the, the, the different versions of the same story. Mm. Um, so I, I appreciate hearing that from, from you guys because that's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, dabble in photography. And it's very interesting to, to hear, you know, what you said about basically, you know, you're talking about your taste. Tom, did you want to share yours? Your younger self? That Our beach guy. Self? I saw a beach mm. picture of you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I digress. It was so beautiful. Back when we all, we all had photo. hair then. It was then. a beautiful photo, so see again. Uh, I don't know. I, I used to take a, you know, pictures, but... Uh, Film got so expensive and everything, and waiting for it to develop and everything. Then when the digital cameras came out, then I started up again. Well, that's important. So you found something that you liked, and you're very good at it. So <laughs> digital is like for many people, it's, it's just it's wonderful, you know, because you can take ten thousand pictures and one will be good. But for some people, yeah. every picture they take is like that's perfect. Let's you know put it up. So. I think that's a good point. It's brought it's brought photography to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, whether or not you have a fancy camera or a lower end one or a phone, everybody now can take. I mean, the phones are taking pictures that a lot of people yeah. would have been really, really proud of. Mm -hmm. You know, with their film camera ten mm -hmm. years ago, and I sold a couple that I took of my BlackBerry in a gallery. So <laughs> it all comes down to being <laughs> in, yeah. in the right yeah. place at the right time. Right. I was in front of. New York Public Library, and I was in front of Patience. The two lines, Patience and Fortitude. I was in front of Patience. And the snow is whipping down, and all I had was my Blackberry. I'd gone into the city to take a test for, I was working in computers at the time, and I got this shot on the Blackberry, and it was these big, fluffy flakes. And I got home, and I put it on my computer, and I was like, perfect. So I didn't have to do anything to it. I just printed it and I sold like five copies of it within a couple of months. Wow. So, you, you know, it, and it, it does come down to um, the eye over the technical skill. You can, you can be a good photographer today, a really good photographer today, without knowing the science behind it. You can learn it as you go and you will get better because of it, but you can really jump in and the learning curve is much quicker to get to being really good. Yep. The phone That's is a super tool, right? The, the phone now. Mm -hmm. 
as Carl said, the technique is different because here I have deeper field and everything we don't have in the phone, or at least we don't care. But I have a device, if you take picture with phone, it's great. Phone, you can take a great pictures, but save it, make copies, print it. You know, email it to yourself. So email, you do yeah. something mm -hmm. to have your memory. You know, yeah. the Google, the Google guy, the super Google guy, mm -hmm. once he wrote that we have a generation without memories mm. because Definitely. all the photographs that we have on the phone will disappear. Right. So 30 years from now, mm -hmm. where is that picture? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. was, I lost my, lost my phone. It's interesting yeah. that you, know, you, it's interesting that you say yeah. that you know, because... Print I, it, print it, make backup, put it on yep. the computer, do something, you know. Don't leave on the phone. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because that's what, for the last two and a half years, three years, that's what I've been doing. If I take, a, if I take pictures, I print them out. I have albums now that actually have pictures in them, you know, because I'm like, God, I love that, that picture. Well, guess what? You need to have it in there, you know, in your because album. Because every picture is important. That's why you yeah. take it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, so. and Adriano is exactly right, because I'm the worst with the phones. Two went in swimming pools, one went in a <laughs> toilet, one was run over by a car on an icy day. All four oh phones had God. pictures on them. I mean, luckily they were work phones. And they got really, really tired of me breaking my phones. Uh, one of them, I think, was a personal one. But you get the point. It, um, yeah. If you don't have those pictures backed up, at least off the phone in another format, yeah. you can have a really bad day when you realize you can't get those back. That's why Facebook is so great. All those albums. That's kind of like my photo album. Yeah, but too. I don't know how I, I long know. will last. Exactly. How long will Facebook, Facebook last? Yeah. Exactly. Suddenly maybe disappear. Exactly. We never know. External hard drives are good. They call that MySpace. Yeah, I got the... I lost one hard drive. Yeah. Exactly. We have copies. You know, how many copies you have? Three? Four? Copies of your, of your um, we well, have My workflow requires that I've got the raw a Photoshop file, and then one for print. So I've always got three it's copies. Hard, stand on hard disk, yeah. you know, yeah. because yeah. it's everything there. And I got, I got like four, uh, two terabyte external hard drives. But a special features for the kids. There to save yeah. them. That would have been enough to run the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> <laughs> it's really kind of amazing. You know, a lot of your memories you can just turn a flash drive and put on your smart TV. So instead of having And then if you're nostalgic for Lake Worth, you just come in here. <laughs> and you see all your friends and people you didn't know, but now you'll get to know. If you see them on the streets, you're going to say, hey, I saw you and I read something about you. And then that starts a conversation. I was telling um, Carl that conversation is the most powerful thing that we have. It absolutely is. Because we don't know each other until we say, hi, how are you doing? 
come up here, sit down in front, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're all connected, and, and it's, you know, this, um, this exhibition and him having that love to get to know all of us is a big part of that. Are any of you involved or have been involved in the Palm Beach Photography Club that's at the downtown library? No. I was, I was a member for a year there, but I never... I was going to get prints done there. I never did. They were a little expensive. I ended up getting my own printer. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually did better with that. Is that the one in Delray? Was, but it's a no. nice place downtown at it's the library. The, it's at the West Palm Beach Library. You, you are? Yeah. It's actually a neat place. I like the place. Yeah. I've actually I've reached out to them because before I came here at my gallery and studio, I taught workshops, and I wanted to get in, involved with them. They teach a lot of classes and workshops, and I'm hoping at some point to be able to do that with them. I'm also talking to, um, to give myself a little shameless plug, um, Clyde Butcher, the landscape photographer down in the Everglades. Um, I've been in his swamp a few times, and we're getting closer to working out a deal where I go out with his guides and bring a class out with us, Ooh. and we'll do a, a, an up-to-your-ass-and-water-in-the-Everglades <laughs> workshop, which will be a lot of fun. Well, he's he's moved to digital himself, um, but he's done it in a way where the digital back, the digital camera is actually sitting behind his view camera, so he's still got all of the movements. He's had a couple of strokes, and his mobility isn't what it used to be. Um, he's still out there shooting, and he's still in the gallery talking to people, um, but his days of dragging a canoe with a big 4x5 or actually, God bless him, he shot with a 12 inch by 20 inch. His film was 12 by 20 inches big that he would make these 10 foot wide pictures with. His days of dragging the, the canoe behind him are behind him, but he still gets out and he's still got some, a lot of clicks left in his camera. Mm, wow. I, like that. I, do, I do like the saying by, uh, that Clyde Butcher said about he was at a dinner party. I don't know if you ever heard of that. I don't think so. Yeah, and it was, it was actually quoted by him, and he was at a dinner party, and um, some guy came up and asked him, um, he asked him, Those, your, your photography is amazing. You must have used a really good camera. And his response was, the food here was fantastic. You must have had a really good stove. <laughs> so he said, I don't know if you ever heard of that. I didn't know that was attributed to him, but yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's 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 like these matter. guys say. It's the eye. It's the eye. And seeing it, it took me a long time to learn it. I mean, I just started shooting raw about three three and a half years ago, something like that. I didn't know how to edit. I was shooting JPEG for a long time, and I, I've been learning from other people. I even Carl's helped me out with a few things and everything else. I look forward to, to those edit. phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> so. Learning, still learning how to edit. So it's a, it's an ever learning process. You get excited about what's going to follow digital, like digital follows film, like film follows painting. Do you ever get just goosebumps thinking about what's next? Oh, all the time, all the time. Can't even imagine what five years is going to bring us. Mm. Hopefully it's for be the good. holograms. Oh <laughs> yeah! Wow. It's Hopefully it's for the good. Holograms. <laughs> Have they? They're coming. 
Well, we want to thank all of our photographers, Tom Johnson, Sean Moss, Sean Moss, Adriano, Figarelli, and of course, Carl Stoblin. Thank you. Tell them how long the exhibit will be up. Okay. The exhibit is here until the 24th. I am here in the afternoons on Tuesday and Friday, and I'm here on Friday and Sunday, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So make sure you stop by. We are doing another one of these, the uh, Artists at the Gallery Getting Coffee series. Uh, this coming Tuesday, I'll be interviewing the painter Jen Javon Walls from Fort Lauderdale. Um, and if you are a painter, if you are interested in selling your art, she is the queen of marketing your art, so you definitely want to come for that one. And she's full of malarkey, so you really, really, really want to meet her. She's a great girl. Malarkey. That's her tagline. Really? Oh, All her great. work is full of malarkey, and um, you have to see it. She's really, really good. And one last thing is, like we'd mentioned, that this is you know an artist getting coffee thing. So there's obviously coffee in the back. Help yourselves if you haven't already. But Common Grounds also provided us with gift cards, so make sure you put your name in the back. There's a bowl back there behind all of you. Fill out the form. We're going to raffle off a $25 gift card before you all go home. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. So, can we get a photo of Exactly, right?